Hello again. Welcome back, fellow coffee lovers. We are going to continue on in Coffee, a Connoisseur's Companion by Claudia Rodin from the middle of page 47. Let's dig in. The coffee trade makes use of a list of adjectives to describe the characteristics of coffee in the cup. The most highly prized tastes are the acidy, the bitter and the sweet, the rich and the mellow from aging, the smooth and velvety, the whiny resulting from a little fermentation, the gamey and spicy and the neutral. These are the flavors you find in the quality coffees sold in specialty shops. The less desirable tastes are described as flat, wild, grassy and muddy, harsh and fermented, sour, Heidi or Rioi from the harsher taste of Rio. They are associated with imperfect methods of harvesting, processing, and storing, and find anonymity in instant coffees and branded blends, or in high roasts where they lose some of their harshness. The pronounced Rioi taste does, however, have a following with people who are accustomed to the coarse, harsh taste resulting from cherries both ripe and unripe being torn off the tree together, then picked from the ground and dried in the sun. Chapter 3. Selecting and Buying Buying Coffee For those within reach of a specialist coffee shop, the best way to buy coffee is in the bean and freshly roasted. And the best thing to invest in is a home grinder. Although in its green state, coffee ages well and is only adversely affected by dampness and strong odors, which it absorbs, once roasted it begins to lose its aroma, the vo volatile complex caffeol, and will have lost most of it within two weeks. When it is ground, it loses the aroma even faster. So only buy a little at a time and grind it at home as you need it, or buy it already ground in smaller quantities and store it in an airtight jar. Some people recommend storing ground coffee in the refrigerator. I have found this not a good idea, as condensation forms, and dampens the grounds which go stale more quickly. A good alternative is to freeze roasted beans in an airtight bag as soon as you get home. They will keep well for three months, and to grind them frozen as you need them. A greater intensity of flavor and aroma is preserved. A less exalted way of buying coffee is in commercial branded tins or foil-lined packets or plastic bags, vacuum-packed to seal in the aroma and exclude the oxygen, which causes coffee to turn rancid and deteriorate. There is now an enormous variety of branded commercial blends to be found in supermarkets and elsewhere. They are cheap and readily accessible, and you can buy them in advance and to keep stocks, but quality and variety are sacrificed. To reach the widest market at a competitive price, they must use more of the cheaper, less interesting, flavorless coffees. Though many are mediocre and some are really bad, you can get some very good mass-produced coffees these days. The best strive to maintain a standard of quality and consistency with a mix of as many as seven or eight coffees and an eye on the new quality conscious market. The specialty trade is something else. When I enter a coffee shop, especially when they roast on the premises, 
I get a great feeling of joy and excitement. As well as the exhilarating aromas, like incense in a church, the dramatic effect of sacks of pale green beans, of shiny brown beans pouring out of glittering containers, and the appealing coffee-making equipment, it is a special pleasure and privilege to be able to choose from a selection of quality beans and types of roast. A good specialist shop should sell only the best grades of high-grown Arabica beans. It is important with coffee, more so perhaps than with any other food product, that you can trust your merchant to sell you good quality beans because you have no way of making sure except by tasting, certainly not from the labeling. Be choosy about who you buy from. Choose a shop by its ability to select good coffees to roast them well and to sell them freshly roasted. It is not easy to be a coffee vendor. They must be permanently on their toes because the coffee market is ever-changing and unreliable. Coffee is a product of nature, slave to its vagaries, and there is an element of mystery in each crop and each shipment, even from the same farm. No two beans are the same, even if they are picked from the same branch. Coffee is affected not only by climate, soil, and cultivation, but also by methods of picking and processing, storage, and transportation. The standard of some coffees deteriorates when a fallen price makes them unprofitable to the producer, who then neglects good marketing procedures and proper grading. Some coffees become scarce and too expensive because they have become fashionable, because frost has killed the trees, because there is civil war and drought in the country of origin, or because it is far more profitable to grow drugs like cat in Yemen and coca for cocaine in Colombia and Peru. There are also some instances of moving coffees to plantations with famous names and of smuggling them across borders to a neighboring country with a prestigious reputation and not enough coffee to satisfy demand. There being no regularity and stability in the quality and availability of growths, you can only hope that your coffee vendor keeps his standards of quality. He may sometimes have to upgrade his usual purchase or find a cheaper equivalent to one that has priced itself out of the market, or a replacement for one that has become scarce. This helps to explain why a coffee in one shop is different from a same-origin coffee in another, and why a prestigious coffee may not live up to its promise. Choosing Coffee A Spanish proverb, sobre los gusto no hay disputa, rules that there is no argument in the matter of taste. The best coffee is the one you like best, and that is something you can only discover for yourself. I cannot find the right words, nor give an identity to the sensations different coffees have given me, but there have been many, and they have stirred many memories. I would far rather put a steaming cup in your hand and say, smell it, taste it, look at it. Even Briat Savarin confessed he would no more describe fragrance than the perfume of yesterday's violets. The prestigious quality coffees have a distinctive richness and complexity which encompasses a whole gamut of flavors and fragrances. These depend, to a certain extent, on roasting and brewing, but most of all it is the type of bean and its origin that counts. 
There is a trend now to describe coffees in the language of wine in terms such as tart, tangy, flowery, fruity or spicy, whiny and gamey, nutty, chocolatey, musty, and mellow. But the trade focuses on only four main desirable classes of taste. It is the way these come into play in varying degrees that distinguishes the different coffees. I will leave off here today in the middle of page 52 on chapter 3. Join me again next morning for more on coffee. Thank you. Thank you.